Hello and welcome to Fast Talk. I'm your host, Trevor Connor. It's with a certain sadness that I introduce today's episode as we say goodbye to my co-host and good friend, Chris Case. With 170 episodes under his belt, Chris has been with us since Fast Talk was little more than an idea and a handheld recorder in the broom closet at the Vela News offices. And I mean that literally. I used to have to step over the brooms. Chris has, in many ways, been the spirit of both this show and business, providing much-needed humor and an ethical standard to everything that we have produced. But while we'll miss him, Chris is moving on to his dream of helping to run a touring company, and we wish him all the best. So today, joined by some of Chris's closest friends and co-workers, including Ben Delaney, Grant Holicky, Leonard Zinn, Robert Pickles, Dr. Andy Pruitt, and Dr. Steven Seiler, we look back on our time with Chris. Today, we'll talk about our favorite moments with him on the bike, frighteningly large number of which ended in some epic matter and often involved blood. We'll finally get Chris to tell his true feelings about Canada. Chris will give us his five most important parting lessons, and we end with a battle royale in the snow that, let's just say, involved peddling contraptions. And in that battle, we're going to announce to you my new co-host. Because this is a special episode, we did film the entire thing. If you'd like to watch it, please check it out on our website at fasttalklabs.com. And with that, I'll let Chris give his final introduction. Welcome to another episode of Fast Talk, your source for the science of endurance performance. I am Chris Case, Trevor Connor sitting across from me. Who's that guy? Who that? Ben Delaney is here in the studio. We've got Grant patched in from his basement in Heatherwood. Grant, welcome, and Rob Pickles. The illustrious Mr. Pickles is here. I thought you were going to leave it at and Rob Pickles. And Rob Pickles. <laughs> just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. And? Oh, let's make you fast. That? Is that what you're looking for? That's what I was looking for. <laughs> okay. Very good. It's been like 150 episodes. I feel like you really had to think about that intro. 170-something. Uh, but who's counting? But who's counting? I like that it was our final episode and you finally had it memorized. <laughs> <laughs> the outro I still don't have memorized. One of you two is going to have to do the outro. When I got my start as a coach, I ran into all the problems new coaches experience. Getting certified, dealing with the insurance, not knowing how to find athletes or even how to set up a business. And of course, I had those challenges on top of just figuring out how to be a coach and coaching athletes. We understand these challenges. This is something that we've really wanted to help other coaches with here at Fast Talk Labs. So now, with the hope of Joe Friel, we're really pleased to announce The Craft of Coaching, a new online learning series from Joe Friel that will help you accelerate your practice to become a better, more successful, and happier coach. Craft of Coaching is available now at FastTalkLabs.com. Well, let's talk about Chris. Oh, God. We all know Chris professionally. We've all ridden with Chris. We've all had a lot of good experiences with Chris. So And some bad ones. Are they all good experiences? <laughs> and some bad ones. Well, yeah, we can go there, <laughs> too. Right. Who'd like to start it out? Why did everybody look at me? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think I've actually have ridden with you. I know. So you tell us the story about us riding together. Uh, well, there was this one day, Chris, and it was it was real good. It was so good you <laughs> forgot about it. No, let's see. what In the lab, maybe. I rode in front of you. I watched you ride, but I didn't get to do any riding myself. Mm -hmm. I probably got sweat on by you. I probably got <laughs> bled on by yeah, you. Yeah, you got some, so, some of my uh, blood on your fingers. If you think about it, 
We're closer than anyone else. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait bodily fluids have been <laughs> I, shared and spilled. And, ugh, yeah. No, actually, I went Analyzed. back. I, went I back. saw blood coming out of Ben's butt once. <laughs> the side of <laughs> my butt. Okay, let's, be, let's be clear, dear listeners. The side. <laughs> we worked those okay, rough I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> So Chris and, and got welcome, the first welcome story to the here. final episode of Fast Talk. Uh, yes. I want to know. I want to know where we're making people faster today. But we're not. <laughs> we're gonna get there. Well, hey, this, oh, we are, okay. this is sorry. Yes, this is story fast, time. Fast to up run to away. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be running away from here real fast. You know, faster than they've ever. gonna work on leg speed today. Today we, we work on leg speed. We went into Audio the episode thinking speed. it was Chris's last episode, but in fact, <laughs> we ended the entire show. It's a downfall of fast talk burn it down burn it down guys okay, sorry, so i want to hear the story of sharing blood and bleeding out of the side of your butt <laughs> two separate stories are we, are we going yeah yeah, yeah we'll go back. Back. you know I, I looked back so much blood to go around here we'll start with rob as as we were waiting for chris and ben to get here because you know they're late no whatever i was here I went back and I looked through pictures right because um it was it was 2015 uh, mm. according to google photos and um, you had come in to see you sports medicine uh, to do some testing when you were when you were ramping up for your hour record. Oh yeah, it was a big day. I tested somebody huge that day. It, it was actually Jeremy Powers. Okay, um, we worked with him before we worked with you, so mm-hmm. it was a real slow end of the day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right it just, it really it started high, it ended low. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it it's good was to terrible. have context. You know, isn't it? The though? range. Everything is relative. Bookends, bookends. Yeah, I know, but you know, it was it was incredible. It was great to be sentimental for a moment. I think it was uh, it was cool to be part of that. You know, your your hour record and the build up for that, and that so was fun. That was my first intro to you, and and it started off on a high note. You know, with a lot of respect. After that, it, it, it continued with respect with uh, the Haywire Heart. Mm-hmm. I was real impressed, sort of, with your your journalistic chops. You seemed like you know a hell of a lot about about <laughs> that subject. But you know, like before, it started on a high note, and it's just gone downhill ever, ever since. <laughs> oh, I was expecting that. Yes. I know. Yeah, you know, as, as I came into the office and, and tried to learn from you, you didn't you didn't have much to teach me. <laughs> um, you know, I'm woefully uh, ill prepared to be sitting next to you. And Rob, so, it's uh, been two weeks. And so, thanks a it's lot. Been two weeks. Yeah, dude, it's been two weeks. What's a, going on? A lot should have happened by now, and, and Chris just. <laughs> Hasn't been there, you know, he just... Throwing, throwing you into the deep end, see how you survive. I know, I thought senioritis was, you know, something you left behind, but here we are. You never leave senioritis behind. <laughs> it, it, can, it can happen at any moment. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, finger pricking, VO2 maxing, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's about all I got, you know. Okay. Grant, when's the last time we rode together? Last time we rode together. Well, let's, it's probably, it was a race. We probably raced together was the last time. I'm sure we raced together more recently than we rode together. But I mean, us racing together are not, anytime we've been on a bike together, it's not a pleasant memory for me. It's a pleasant <laughs> memory for you. But <laughs> you it's know, memorable. It, like, my pleasant memories of, of riding with Chris are downhill with a tailwind. <laughs> Like somewhat down, like slightly downhill. Because sure. if it's really steep, he could drop me. If it goes uphill, he could drop me. If uh, it's on a cross bike, he drops me. So none of that's very much fun. And so 
I, don't, I, I try to avoid the hell out of you when it comes to bikes. <laughs> it's, it sounds well, easy to well, do. The, the, the problem with Chris is, or a problem with Chris is that the he, problem. Yeah, let's not single problem. Yeah, let's not one topic at a time. I don't want to say he can't do a normal ride, but he doesn't like the idea of doing a ride. No. You know, even my wife oh, knows no. us who doesn't ride bikes. You know, like with a lot of my friends, it's like, hey, you want to go for a ride? Yeah, sure. What time? With Chris, there's got to be a theme <laughs> and it needs to be monstrous. You know, yes. it's not like, hey, you want to do lunch? Right? Eh, whatever. Like I commute, like I ride to work and I ride home. Like just riding, like that's not a thing. But if it's like, hey, would you like to ride to the top of the tallest mountain from here and starting at 2 a.m.? Then he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, now, now we're starting to get somewhere. Well, that's like progress, you know? Well, let's put it to you this way. A couple of years ago, when we were in the middle of lockdown, we were we were doing a fundraiser with the Blue, at the time, Blue Stages team, and we were going to ride all the hours of the winter solstice. And Chris was like, oh, yeah, man, I'll do that too. And I briefly thought about, let's do it together. But the difference was I rode not one minute longer than I needed to ride. So it was nine hours or nine hours and one minute or whatever. And after having talked to Jess, I'm pretty sure, Chris, you were out there in the middle of the night still. With Ben Delaney. With with Delaney. (laughs) And overachieving beyond all measure. No, not overachieving. It was just, you know, we had a plan. We stuck to the plan. The plan wasn't exactly, or maybe the plan was perfect. (laughs) Execution, you know. Yeah. But we had lights. It was a good example. That's a good example. That that is a great example of how Chris, you know, doesn't do a ride. He does a theme. The longest ride on the shortest day. And and I don't know if it's... It's a good title, right? How much of this can can be... It's all about the Strava. How much... That's what I was going to say. How much blame can be attributed to Strava? Like he starts the ride with like, what am I going to title this on Strava? What do my fans (laughs) want to see (laughs) first? My fans want to see. No, you know, as a journalist, I'm a storyteller. So Ben, you know that. You know what that's like. What's a good story? Yes, I'm a sucker for that too. So I sympathize with this uh, malady. Case in point, my first two rides with Chris. Mm. First one. Our first ride together ever? Our first ride together ever. And hold on real quick. Before we get there, it's not a malady. It's a character flaw, right? Where it's, okay. (laughs) We'll grant you that. Potato, potato. (laughs) So first ride ever, I get a call on a Friday night. There's this ride, I forget what it was, it was a ride in Boulder, it's 140 miles with like 17,000 feet of climb. You do every insane climb oh, to Durham one. Boulder, remember that? But you have to ride yeah. in teams, you have to have a team of four and you have to finish as a team. And you were riding with with Neil and I forget who our third was. Oh, this was, was uh, Rafa's, uh, Rafa Gentleman's yeah, ride? Rafa Gentleman's ride, right. Gentleman's ride. So you guys call me on the Friday and like, we need, we need a fourth, you want to join us? Told me nothing about the ride. I'm like, sure, I'll join you. Now, mind you, I had the Sunday before just finished a crit. I took the week off my bike. So I have a straight block 1123 (laughs) on my bike. I have no idea what I'm about to get into. I don't change my cassette. I don't do anything with my bike. I show up and then they describe the ride to us. I'm like, oh my God. I think I averaged 45 RPM for this entire ride, but we get to lick skillet. You, sp- you probably still have that straight block cassette on do. that, on yeah. that yeah. bike. Were you on power cranks? No, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> but we get to lick skillet. We're 100 miles into this oh, ride. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We raced up my, lick skillet. My knees are destroyed. And Chris is like, hey, Trevor, you want to race up lick skillet? Now, lick skillet is supposedly the steepest climb in the area. It's this dirt 
like averages 18% crazy type thing. It's the longest mile of your life. Yeah. So Chris is like, Trevor, you want to race? And I'm like, no, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) So I gun it at the start figuring I'm going to struggle on the steep part. I get ahead of Chris Get about halfway up the climb. What do you mean on the steep part? The whole thing's the steep part. (laughs) At the very bottom, it's only like 11%. It's it's not until you turn that left-hand corner when it really smacks you in the face. So I'm doing well for the first 100 meters. (laughs) I hold them off for a little bit. I hit the 20%. I quite literally almost fall off my bike. And Chris just blows by me laughing. (laughs) So there's my first experience with Chris. Wait, wait. The finish of that story is the fact that I got to the top and I turned around and I came back down and I rode up yes, again. Yeah, with you. That's the first time you've done that. I think I was walking at that point. <laughs> you might have been. <laughs> Wait a second, but I want to interrupt you, Trevor. This is a really important piece of this whole story. I was asked to join that team before you were. <laughs> and and I was smart enough to say <laughs> no, because I know Chris Case and Neil Henderson for that matter, but I know them and I decided I Neil was Neil Rogers actually, but yes. No, okay. I, either way, I decided I was up. And you also know how the internet works. So when well, someone asks like, hey, you. do you want to do this thing? You could, you know, <laughs> use the Google machine and be like, oh, it's, 17 it's gajillion feet of Friday Friday night, Neil Rogers is not... Wasn't at the time known for wanting to do epic rides. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, I should have looked it up. You're, you're right. I made a big <laughs> Are you mistake. Saying that hey, you've got a story to tell. You've got a story to tell. Okay, so second ride. I, I hate to defend Chris, but we'll just, I could just as a brief aside. So the fact that he turned around and rode back down to ride up with you, for, when, if most people do that, they would be a jerk face and you would hate them forever. <laughs> Which right? is why Chris was doing it. And he's like picking up dirt and like literally, you know, rubbing <laughs> it in your face. Much. No, but he's still like a cheerful guy. Is like a good companion. There's to, probably to a ride little with. bit of a, talking about the a, guy a who sinister giggle when I was doing it, but and, yeah, and goes and climbs a cliff to take pictures of me just so I know how much he beat me by. <laughs> yeah, he flexes <laughs> like that, right? Yeah, flexes. Yeah, okay. I flex these model arm, these smarms so, as I like supermodel arms. Second Smarmy. ride ever with Chris was this golden ride. Same thing. It was like twenty thousand feet of climbing, oh. one hundred and thirty miles up to Mount Evans. No, this was, it was another organized ride. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah, all the steepest climbs over there. It was like Golden Epic or whatever it was. Yep. Chris invites me to that. Great ride. We're having fun. We're riding together. Chris and I end up in the lead of this ride. Mm -hmm. We get separated. Did you know where you were going this time, Mr. Specificity? Sort of. Okay. They had people at corners to let me know. Okay. So Chris and I get separated. I'm now worried about Chris because it isn't the best support. And we're in the middle of nowhere. So I spent 40 minutes going back through the course, <laughs> over back some of these climbs, looking for Chris to make sure that he is okay and not lying on the side of the road. He's Canadian, well, you know? Did he apologize maybe Chris, to had, maybe Chris had the car keys. <laughs> now, this is one of the few times I actually dropped you on a climb, which mm-hmm, is why we got mm-hmm. separated. Chris decided, well, to hell with this. He went back to the car and left. <laughs> I'm biking all over looking for him. Couldn't find him. I go and find the organizer. I'm like, you need to go look for this guy. And then finish the ride. And then found out, oh, no, you're you're at home. <laughs> so awesome. A Chris Case DNF. That's a rare thing. It was more of a, I've had enough. So, yeah, it was a DNF, I suppose you could say. The I road- rode enough. That was, it was only... <laughs> It was only 18,000 feet of climbing that day instead of 20. The moral of this story is that I shouldn't ride with either of you and Grant Hollicky and I should just go out and have fun together. Yes, yes. There you go. Yeah, right. Absolutely I mean, correct. Yeah, let's, let's be on the same page on this one. 
But in defense of the story, you do end up with good stories. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, right ben. Chris. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> you know, they're type two fun stories, but stories nonetheless. Well, you, know? you do need content for your fans. So Absolutely. You gotta, <laughs> and they get better with time. You're not going to have a fan base after this, or you are? What's? Are you okay with that? Uh, that's not up to me. It's not up to me. It's up. You know, it's up to the people out there. It's up to the people. <laughs> it's up to my fans to step up and ask for me. Yeah, I mean, Chris has taken me to some strange and beautiful places, both physically, mentally, geographically, mentally, mentally, emotionally, emotionally. Yeah, yeah. So bleeding from my, I, from I my dropped butt, him off. I dropped him off at a hospital. Yeah, we we, we got to hear this story. Let's go. Uh, yeah. So the we went to the Dolomites. It was like the the super extended luxury dream vacation version of like, hey, do you want to do this crazy ride? But instead of being a one-day thing, it was multiple days in Italy Paradise. and the Dolomites. I've never done such a thing before or since. Sounded awesome. Used a bunch of miles from work trips to make that happen. And brought over a group of friends to go yeah, ride in Dolomiti Paradise. In the Dolomites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was freaking jaw-dropping, awesome. Like all the, all the superlatives apply. It, with the queen stage, Chris and his partner in crime, Igor Tavella. Tavella Owns a hotel there, based in Dolomites with his family, okay. uh, whose family put on the biggest Grand Fondo ever, and he's so that's how he grew up. Yeah, put together the Queen stage that involves absurd amounts of climbing. The thing was like, how how much climbing can you pack into the shortest? Yolamites five thousand. You're, you're losing the shortest duration. on this climbing, just so you know. It's fantastic. So five thousand meters of climbing in like. 20 miles or something. <laughs> pickaxes, pickaxes were involved. 80K. Let's call it 80K. And, you know, everybody's doing gravel. So it was, it was a gravel-ish thing, but there's, you know, marshes and mud bogs and <laughs> rainstorms involved. It's, it's indescribable. Yeah, that was a, that was a fantastic experience. Let's and get to your n- bleeding. Nothing, 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 no, that's not the bleeding part. Oh, okay. I was but that was what, probably... 10 or 12 hours on the bike. Yeah. 12. Sun, sunrise to nearly yes, sunset. Definitely. Delicious food was had. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Spectacular bonks were given. <laughs> yes. You know, like, hey, there are people who are going to stop Given at a coffee shop. We're going to stop at a coffee shop at the top. Like, you know, only happens in Italy. There's, of course, there's a coffee there's shop. There's a re- refugio yeah. up there. You're, you're cyclocrossing through a bog, and then there's this gorgeous coffee shop at the top. Love it. With which was, doodle. yeah, closed when we went up that day. So the, mm. the whole, that was the epic mm. bonk. Dude, that's Italy for but you. But let's though, get right? to the bleeding butt, shall we? Yeah. yeah please. <laughs> So I want to I want to capture the stories, you know. Even I'm on vacation, right? Which is, so I'm trying to f- film stuff. And when I work, I'll wear a GoPro, either like a chest mount or on the bike or on you know the front of the bike or the rear of the bike. Safety first, so you can keep the hands and legs inside the ride at all time. But I wasn't working; I was there on vacation. But I still wanted. I had that impulse. I need to capture this to share with like you know my Your fans, my two, f- my daughter and wife who don't care. And I've been doing horizontal stuff. I don't want. I want some vertical stuff so it'll show on a phone better. So I was riding in the Dolomites like a Darwin Award uh, <laughs> idiot. Res- idiot. Yes, that's the one word you could use. You know, trying to film the thing with the GoPro held at an angle. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's friggin' spectacular. Because like why seen, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came around the corner and realized like, oh, we're about to slalom down very steep switchbacks here. Uh-uh. I need brakes. Uh-uh. So I went to grab the brakes. With both hands, but I had a GoPro in the left hand, which prevented the, brake. the front brake from engaging. So what happened was the rear locked up, and I washed out and slid across the road and cracked my pelvis on a, on a concrete <laughs> An divider. An I-beam. 
Yeah. A, a very, very solid piece of Italian yeah. engineering. And Kristen Weber, God bless her, went and found the GoPro, which had like tumbled all the way down the mountain. It was still recording. So there, was, there was good footage there. Yeah. Oh, good. What he doesn't remember is the fact that at the beginning of this descent, I said, Ben, we're on vacation. <laughs> Take it easy on this one. And he did. He just happened to lodge a small block between his break and his bars and... That was it. Yeah, so ended up in a lovely Italian hospital with lovely nurses and eating instead of streusel there. That was <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> and kind of ruined everyone else's vacation for that day because instead of riding bikes, they're like, oh, I got to go deal with Delaney who's broken himself. And, yeah, another story. Uh, but another I, story. I'm just a heck of a story. still picturing Kristen Weber looking at you on the ground with the broca's pelvis and pain go, save the GoPro. <laughs> I know. That was good thinking. That was my request. There was, there was an emergency medicine doctor on the trip with us. There were a lot of helpful, caring people that everybody saw your butt bleeding. Lots of it, And yeah. um, maybe some other things they didn't want to see because your whole outfit was shredded. That, that was also an interesting introduction to me firsthand for needles in European drugs. You know, I associate needles with a few things, doctors, mm -hmm. junkies, and dopers. And I'm, I am none of these things, <laughs> but was given a packet of needles to leave the mm, hospital. That's for, right. For blood thinner. So I was there like oh, yeah, that's shooting right. myself with needles yes. in the van with a yes. bunch of cyclists, which are like... Yes. This was this, I mean, not to turn this into the, the Ben show, but this was the day before, essentially, we had to travel home. Lots of flying, lots of driving in vans, lots Ooh. of tight spaces. So lots of tachyderm. Ben, ben was, either he was delirious from the drugs or he was hurting pretty bad. And yeah, we were all taking care of him, making him walk up flights of stairs with his crutches and all that. So to wrap it back to Chris, Chris is fantastic at getting people into gorgeous, challenging situations. And then when things go sideways, can still piece the group back together and that's the hope. And bring it home with a, a happy ending. <laughs> did, yeah. did he turn around, ride back up, and take a picture while you were laying <laughs> on the ground? I have some pictures of Ben on the side of the road <laughs> you on my that's, phone. That's I, what he would have done with me. Oh, of course. I definitely right. have some photos. I, after everybody was stable, I said, I, gotta, I don't really want to remember this moment, but I'm going to take a photo. So I do actually have some photos of you, Ben. I'm sure you would love to see them. Well, well done. You can, you can look on Ash and white. <laughs> <laughs> leaning against this uh, this cobbled wall. Yeah, it was a, that was a scary day. A formative moment. Well, let's take a, a turn here and get a little more serious and, and talk about Chris. Chris has been a very important part of this show. He's been a big part of this in industry as part of Fast Talk Labs, as part of Velo News. And would just love to hear from everybody what you know. What is it about Chris that has made him such a such an important part and such a good part? And yes, I'm being nice. <laughs> and, but there's crick. All I hear is crickets. So yeah, I'm not prepared to answer this question. <laughs> how do I how do I make up a lie that's believable? I think having a, a good understanding of all the elements and how they balance out is part of it. So being able to push himself, whether it's like going for an hour record or to push others, either like, yeah, emotionally or physically out there on the bike or through knowledge, but also not being OCD about it. Um, I know we're supposed to keep this serious and not go to the heckling, but heckling sort of my default. Do it, okay. someone, do it. Just, <laughs> I'm more comfortable with you heckling than saying serious stuff too. <laughs> uh, I threw the question. You guys can answer however you'd like. Like everyone here besides myself, Chris is an expert in training and the physiology of how it all works, right? 
But, you know, like this weekend we rode, did you have a power meter or a computer on your bike? No, I don't think no. you, you know. Uh, so it's not like every last detail always haps, has to be captured and analyzed in order to enjoy the experience of cycling. So I think that's something that I admire because it's easy for us to get, kind of go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Of like only data matters. Like you understand what the value of data, and, but that's, that's not the only thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that's even more impressive with Chris because if you've been to his house, it is immaculate. <laughs> and I managed to not scoff when Ben said he's not OCD uh, about <laughs> it because... You know, I think there's some elements of Mr. Case that are quite OCD. Um, and that might be why you guys were out in the ride in the middle of the dark, because you wanted to finish the route. This is the route. I want to finish the route. Well, but well we didn't I have an option. A, we had to get home. That's true. Right. <laughs> I think, but, hey, Grab, remember, you're you're just looking at his house in contrast to yours. Wow. Wow. Ouch. Listen, listen, my wife and, and Chris would get along really well in that regard. We have we have two children instead of one. I mean, and they're boys. Like, like Chris's daughter sits in the corner and she colors and she oh, does God. art. She does he's a, really wild, nice he's a wild animal, that kid. And but my she's two not boys river. are she's she's river. running through the yard, threatening to hit each other with whatever they found in the yard. And there's Annika. Just the dirtiest moments of Annika's life have been spent with River and Race because they rub dirt on her. They literally pick up handfuls of dirt and rub it on her. It, it's it, it their court. It's true. their way of courting. Apparently, it, it, it they take after their father. <laughs> it is all of these things are very true. This is there's nothing incorrect about any of this. But back to my original point, I I do think when it comes to cycling what what's great about chris is there there is that as ben said that knowledge of you know what it's going to take to go fast and what it's going to take to get better and all of those things that go around it and when he's choosing to race that's what he's going to focus on but when he's choosing to enjoy the bike he's able to go enjoy the bike and and that's that's a hard thing for a lot of people to do you know turn it on and turn it off like that yeah you know for me i think that there's there's an authenticity right where you know, in some regard, you you were always involved in this very outward-facing situation. But I think that you always did it from a very authentic place. Endeavors were endeavors that you wanted to do for your own reasons. And I, I think that you did them on your own terms, how you mm-hmm. wanted to do them. And didn't necessarily feel pressure to act or behave or do things in a certain way. And, uh, you know, I see that here. I've seen that through your work. You know, and, and that authenticity is, is really important. So, uh, yeah, I've always appreciated that. Well, I'm going to give my serious side, which is you have really been a rock and a big part of the spirit of this whole place. You brought an incredible professionalism. You always made sure our content was high quality. You always made sure we maintained integrity. What, I guess, what am I going to do about this episode? <laughs> yeah, not very much. I'm editing this one. Oh, no saving but, this one. Yeah, you use fancy words for editing that I never understood. But <laughs> you, you kept everything highest professional level at the same time. You joked around. You had a lot of fun and everybody always enjoyed working with you. So Thank you, guys. We will, we will lose a bit of the spirit of this place. And with that... Leonard Zinn wanted to be with us in the studio, but couldn't make the recording. He and I managed to get on a quick call, and Leonard shared his feelings about Chris and their experience writing a book together. I've known Chris for quite a while. It's hard to keep track now. I'm getting so old, but it's been a long time. And I uh, worked with him for a long time at Vela News and then co-wrote a book together with him called The Haywire Heart. And 
that was a very fun project and, and, uh, love going and doing these interviews with him. Like I remember when we went to interview Dave Scott and Dave Scott as AFib and he would tell us about, you know, his inability to not chase somebody down, whether it was in the pool or on the bike or running or whatever. And then, and then after he'd done it, then he'd wonder, God, you know, if I just keeled over dead from doing that, would it have been worth it? <laughs> and, uh, and we stood out in the street outside his house afterward. We're going, did that scare the shit out of you? Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> that was pretty funny, but, uh, you know, we've had a lot of good times. Um, backcountry skiing on Monarch Pass and then ending each day with sitting in a hot tub down in Salida and and going on great bike rides. He, you know, I used to do a long bike ride every year for my birthday, which is a couple of days away from the summer solstice. And so he came up with a number of ideas for the Zin Fondo. And then the last one, which was a month before I developed my heart arrhythmia, which started this whole process ending in us writing a book. It was just an awesome ride that he figured out. Just we, yeah, we went all over the place. It was amazing. Really cool ride. Also connecting all these, all these dirt roads all the way up to, up on Mount Evans and then back, you know, all over Oh My God Road and Bear Canyon near Idaho Springs and, and Missouri Gulch near Blackhawk. And it was just a really cool ride. I got to say, asking Chris to help you design an epic ride is that's going to get you in trouble. You're going to yep. end up with something truly epic. <laughs> It was truly epic. It was great. And just like we wanted, you know, start at 5 a.m. or something and finish in the dark. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, we all consider Chris a, a pretty special guy. What do you think it is that, uh, why do we all consider him a, a good friend? What makes him such a special guy in this industry? Well, he's super bright and he's an incredible athlete. And he is really interested in other people and he asks good questions and he's interested in the answers and he takes the time to keep up with his friends and to, you know, invite them to do things and, and, and says yes when you invite him to do things. And he's just an enjoyable guy to be with, you know, is always coming up with great ideas whether it be athletic ones or, or other ways of tackling some other problem, like with writing the book, we certainly ran into all sorts of things like that and, and editing my stories for Velo News or, or whatever. And then he's just really fun guy to go on a bike ride with. And he, and he doesn't have much of an ego. He's willing to, you know, go your pace if it's not his pace and all that sort of thing. It's, I got to say I'm envious because I don't think Chris has ever been willing to go my pace. <laughs> he always tries to drop me when I ride with him. Well, yeah, but I got an e-bike now, so he can't drop me anymore. That's a good point. <laughs> Fast Talk Laboratories offers deep dives into your favorite training topics, including interval training, data analysis, sports nutrition, and now indoor cycling. Our new indoor cycling pathway is now available and it's perfectly timed to help you lay the foundation for an awesome season. In our new indoor cycling pathway, Joe Friel, Dr. Steven Seiler, Dr. Andy Pruitt, and I show how indoor and outdoor riding is different, how to adjust, 
and how to avoid biomechanical problems. We explore Zwift as a training tool and share how you can make indoor cycling a more effective way to meet your training goals. Complete our indoor cycling pathway and you will know the path forward in your own indoor riding. More than half of this pathway is available to our free listener member level. Learn more at fasttalklabs.com slash pathways. All right. Well, there is a little bit of seriousness in this episode. We have asked Chris to prepare the five wisdoms that he would like to share with all of you, our listeners, as his parting lessons. Wow. So, Chris, have you prepared? Did you give this any thought? <laughs> they better be good. I was I was warned that this was coming. I did give it some thought. I I feel like you've set the expectations high that this is going to be <laughs> worthy of people's listening time, but I do have a list. Oh, he just pulled it out of his pocket. I pulled it out of pocket. my pocket. The envelope, please. You know, I didn't know who was going to be on the show today. I, I wonder if I could actually dedicate each of these five points to there's five people. So let's see if I can do that. The first one I, I think is actually the easiest in a way, and that is this one's dedicated to Grant. We have done many segments before, and we have talked about the element of enjoyment, of joy that it takes to be, you call it well-balanced, call it professional, call it whatever you will. An athlete that gets the most out of themselves, I think they always have to keep that element of joy in there somewhere because that's why you're doing it. I remember back when Leonard Zinn was first diagnosed with it, with his heart arrhythmia, and he was struggling. He wanted to ride his bike. He wanted to race his bike still. And he was going through these, these very definitive stages of denial and anger and depression and all of this stuff. And at some point we were sitting down, he was ha- we were having a conversation, and he was talking about just this really profound realization. And I say profound, not that he hadn't really thought it before, but it just was like, he was feeling it in his core finally. No one gives a about your 55 plus cyclocross <laughs> results on the weekend. <laughs> no one cares except you. Yep. So if you can't race your bike anymore, it's not the end of the world. You can do other things that are will bring you joy. If you can still ride your bike, but you have to do it differently, as he does with an e-bike because of the heart arrhythmia, you can still have a lot of fun. You can still do it with joy. If intervals are your thing and pain equals joy in a bit of a way, then yes, do that. You can train seriously and still have joy. But you don't always have to just say being a good bike racer is about pain and suffering and push through all that garbage just because without the joy there. Don't do that. That's point number one. And that is dedicated to Grant because... He likes to say he's a dog with his head out the window of the car with his tongue flailing around. And I can picture that. I can picture that. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. We've seen it. We've all seen yeah. it. Oh, yeah. We've you all seen it. This morning, if you saw the driving this morning, you saw it. I just do it all the time. All right. I'm going to dedicate this next one to Mr. Pickles as the uh, physiologist, as someone who has tested me. Don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to fall down. Also, don't be afraid to get back up, all of which is to say, don't be afraid to try something new, which I think with a 
the scientific mind that you have with the people you've worked with, whether it's juniors or others, I would like to believe that you see the benefit in changing things up, experimenting, seeing what works, don't get stale, et cetera. And mm-hmm. I, I, I bring that to what I do. This is, why, <laughs> this is perhaps why the rides have become increasingly longer, increasingly crazier, increasingly stupider, as people have known me, right, Ben? <laughs> because he hasn't learned anything over the years. <laughs> I just have to keep doing, doing different things, doing different things. This, there, there's going to be um, a fourth point that is somewhat related, but first I'll get to point number three, which I'll dedicate to Trevor because I know he believes in this wholeheartedly. And that is, there are no shortcuts. And by seeking out shortcuts, you're actually cheating yourself out of more fun, which is point number one. So don't do it. I know Trevor is stubborn. He is... (laughs) Well, there's different words for that (laughs) that character trait, but um, I'm going to use the word stubborn. Resolute. Resolute. Uh, I like that. I am resolute. Shackletonian. (laughs) That's actually a word. Head down. let's, Let's do it. There are no shortcuts. You cannot take that five hour zone upper zone two ride and turn it into an hour ride. Like people would like to believe can't do it. And why would you not want to do that five (laughs) hour ride? (laughs) Exactly. Because that would be point number one. There's joy in that. Number four, I'm going to, I guess I have to dedicate this one to myself or wait, Ben, have I dedicated anything to you yet? No. Okay. (laughs) I guess I'll dedicate this to you. I don't know. This doesn't relate to you at all, but <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan it's of the irrelevant of, one. Uh, this, I use the word relativity. Relativity, not as a in a in the physics definition here, but everything's relative. How you feel, what you're capable of, how hard you can push, what pain actually is, or how you define it, they're all relative. And this is why I say it kind of goes back to number two, point number two. You can change these things. You can change how good or bad you feel. You can change what you think you're capable of. You can change what quote unquote hard is. You can change your definition of pain if you're challenging yourself in different ways. That doesn't always mean riding harder, riding faster, riding 30,000 feet of climbing in one ride instead of 20,000 feet. It just means doing different things. For example, I raced cyclocross for a long time. And then last year I said, why don't I just ride around an island for 1,300 straight miles? That's different. That helped me redefine what I'm capable of in in very, very lovely, enjoyable ways. And sometimes some awful ways too. (laughs) But now I know. Now I know. And that's my standard now. Who knows what comes next where I could reset that standard. Finally, This last one, Trevor, as my longtime co-host, you get two dedicated to you. This is probably the most the probably the most important thing. Obviously, it's number five. Well, and his fans get nothing, apparently. No. Never forget that when in doubt, make fun of a Canadian. They like the attention. (laughs) I was waiting for this to come. And Grant, thank you for wearing that hat. America's hat. America's toque. Toque. Thank you. I can't believe I called it a hat. I knew that the Canadian was going to need some support today. And so I wore the two to support you as far as you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I tasked Chris with five wisdoms. I was very interested in hearing what they were, but I absolutely knew one of them. (laughs) 
is, is going to be make fun of Canadians. It's worked for me successfully for years. <laughs> well, five goes back to point one, which is have joy have in what fu- you do. Have That's fun, joy. yes. It's all about the joy, Sometimes, as the Glaswegians know, Glaswegians. those are people from Glasgow, they love, to p- they love to pick on their best friends. So... We've picked on Canadians on this show forever. I hope. So it still doesn't explain why you pick on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope I don't have a nation against me. If I do, I'm I I I'm sorry. <laughs> it's funny. Trevor and I have spoken about the people we are on the show. They are obviously reflections of who we actually are. Trevor is Canadian. He's also ha- holds an American passport. I don't know if we've, we've said that on the show before, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I am dual citizen, yes. but I grew up in Canada. Yeah. I hope, I sincerely hope that I haven't come across as the a-hole American counterpoint to your very nice Canadian. I'm sure at, at times. Well, absolutely. But <laughs> <laughs> That's not as me. As a Canadian, it's speaking for me. all Canadians, we are used to this. <laughs> but do you like it? He loves the attention. Yeah. He loves it. They're completely ignored otherwise as a nation. So <laughs> it's, it's actually in Wow. Rid- ridicule is the only thing going for them. Oh, that is fantastic. I, I mean, I think it's a little harsh. Look know? at the great comedians of the last 40 mm. years and how many of them are Canadian. We have to learn a sense of humor. Yeah, same Thank with your you singers Americans. like Celine Dion and Shania Twain. You know what Legends, I just discovered Legends last night? Because I, I watched Cohen. the newest Matrix movie. Well, I knew Keanu Reeves, but the, the woman who plays Trinity, she is also Canadian. So the Matrix, <laughs> the two people who rock the most, Canadians. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Can I just point that out? So wait, wait, wait. So we have a couple of actors... The, the dude that was in Point Break is Canadian. Yes. Um, what else did we decide is Canada's gift to the Sh- world? Shania Twain. Shania Twain. No, let's, let's not go. Rush. Rush? Rush. 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 Yeah, I will say Rush for sure. Poutine? Yeah. And, Poutine. and Labatt's. And Labatt's. Labatt's. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trevor is so into this Canadian thing, he actually wrote making fun of him into my job description. I, I have a signed contract where I have to pick up the making where, fun of George. left off. Exactly. He, yeah. he needs this in his and life. Can I point out that the contract hasn't been signed? And it might no. change. It sure, <laughs> it sure, it sure That's the American hey, side of Trevor. Trevor, it's, it's been two weeks. I mean, would you expect this to happen by now? <laughs> yeah, Rob, you haven't verified my citizenship. I could be Canadian too. That is... You? I gave you the I-9. I actually literally have to verify your citizenship. When yeah. you sign the contract, like he has to physically show me that he is a U.S. Know. citizen. And what passport am I going to show you? That's a good question. What <laughs> other passports do you have? New Hampshire has its own passport, it, right? It, it should. <laughs> <laughs> live free or die, baby. Yeah, live free or die, damn it. So the damn it. five points of wisdom were? Fun. Joy. Relativity. Relativity was one of them. Experiment. Mm-hmm. No shortcuts. And Make Canadians are ding-dongs. <laughs> Five <laughs> points to live by, folks. If our Canadian listeners didn't have an issue with you, they, they do, do now. now. I'm so, <laughs> like I said, I'm sorry. They're, <laughs> they're ding-dongs that you love, though, right? Because Absolutely. Hostess ding-dongs were one of my favorite treats as a kid. I, I mean, as you were, I think you were saying this yesterday, right? You picked the hardest on the people you love them yeah, most. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Again, so what is it? What, what is that? <laughs> How do you explain me? <laughs> Love, man. Trevor, you have been an anomaly your entire life. This is fair. <laughs> 
Dr. Andy Pruitt has been a mentor to both Chris and myself. As we were recording our segment with Dr. Pruitt for episode 200, Andy shared some of his parting wisdoms to Chris and the business. Do you have any parting words that are hopefully profanity-laced for Chris? (laughs) You sons of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was expecting. (laughs) Well, you know, man, I'll never forget when I first, you know, took on a staff and it was growing and and I lost my first student. I was I was heartbroken. I mean, I was I was, my God, you know, they don't believe in me. I, I, whatever, and I was heartbroken. And I and I remember talking to my dad about it, and and um, he said, "Son, get used to it. People move on. People need to improve themselves. People need to feel like they're going in their right direction, whatever that is for them. And you will take that opportunity to mourn their loss." But you'll take that opportunity to fill it with uh, a skill set that you're going to find or already know that's lacking in the company. So I, I am devastated that he's leaving because he's a friend. I love his voice on the radio. I love, uh, I just, I'm going to be sad not to work with him, but I think um, he's got to do what he's got to do. And I, I've learned to appreciate that and accept it. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. There were no swears in there, though. No, because I, no, that, no, none. I just, I really think that, that I never forget my dad saying, get used to it because people are going to come and go. I can think of some real significant losses of colleagues over the years and you think you're just not going to get over it and you do, you do, and then you look at them and they've gone on to do great things. So I think it's, you got to look at it as a win-win and opportunities on all sides. That's the way I, I just, yeah, that's the way you got to do it. You know, well, it is a significant loss. It is a you significant said. loss. Hopefully this is moving on to greater things for you. So. But see, this way you can come back every now and then and do some kind of special appearance. There we go. It's true. Very Just true. Walk into the basement, throw Swedish fish at us. <laughs> <laughs> it would Drop have some bombs and run out. Type of slapstick sand. humor to it. Ah, I can, if, <laughs> if I feel like the the tone of fast talk is dropping a little bit, I'll there you go. Come in and with some zingers. There we go. Perfect. Well, we have a final thing that we need to do before we hit our sign off, which is announce our newest host. We have somebody who will be filling in for Chris. And Chris, would you like to make an announcement? Though there is an, uh, there, there's an asterisk on this. But Chris, would you like to introduce our new host? This guy? Me? You've already been introduced, haven't you? Rob, it's been two weeks. Is this, it's, <laughs> it's me? <laughs> yeah. I'm Mr. still P- filling in? How do you? That doesn't make that me feel was, good that about was my poor phrasing. You, that right? was poor phrasing. Did yeah. I say filling in? You, you did. I know. I, I Temporarily. You're Str- inter- uh, interim I host. Know. Let, let me correct. Struggling to try to get within the ballpark of what Chris did <laughs> wow. here. Wow. I mean, will be. I'd, I'd oh. say that it'd be big shoes to fill, but those are like, what, nine, nine and a half or so? Euro size 45. Oh, hey, no. Those are bigger than Nine. That's not much. Nine and a half is not Bowling balls don't usually have feet. <laughs> you're, you're fortunate. No, it is. It's very true. But there is an asterisk on this. We have something to do. Oh, okay. This role has to be earned. I'm afraid. Oh, my God. So it's not quite yours yet. You have to beat Chris in battle. Are you paying me regardless? <laughs> What kind of battle are we talking about here? In the octagon. 
And to be revealed. Cage match. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Couldn't just have like a thumb war? Ooh. What size thumbs do you got? Oh. I got huge hands. My hands are really... Yeah. Those are enormous. <laughs> Too bad you know what they say about a man with big hands. So, big gloves. Early in Chris's tenure, we did an episode with a scientist out in Norway named Dr. Steven Seiler. And soon after that, a friendship was born. Recently, we were recording with Dr. Seiler and told him about Chris's departure. It was off mic, but Dr. Seiler had some very nice parting words. So I hope he forgives us, but it seems appropriate to let Dr. Seiler finish out our goodbye to Chris. Steven, just so you know, there's going to be three nerds. I'm a nerd light, as you know. <laughs> I, play, I play nerd light on the show. Rob is a physiologist. He has a master's, right? Not a PhD, but he, yes. he's, a, he's been in physiology all, you know, a long time. So I don't know how that's going to work out. Um, I might have to make a special appearance and be like, hey, guys. He's up. It, no, <laughs> he's, he's up. up. <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, Chris, <laughs> don't don't try to fool anybody. You are a nerd. Too. I'm, you're I'm just more a of a dork than a nerd. That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> I was going to say, you're a different kind of nerd, but you are you have a All lot right. of the qualities that the I nerd know. the nerd world would look. <laughs> yeah. They appreciate my nerddom. Yes. Yeah. So you would be able to walk into any nerd get together and and blend in. You know. I well, okay. Thank you. I, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> so so don't don't sell yourself short, man. You're you're plenty nerdy. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> coming from you, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. But I I wish you great success. Thank and you. I, you know, I I understand that that things evolve and and needs change and yep. people have to yeah. So. Yep. Appreciate luck, it. It's, you know? it's been a, a real pleasure working with you over the years. And, you know, I'm not going to never see you again, I'm sure. And um, maybe someday you get to the United States and uh, we'll meet. So, or maybe I'll I get may, to Norway. I may, may, may want to take, I may want to take a cycling trip. You yeah, know, well, that's was, true too. That's true too. <laughs> yep. And now I've got a, I've got a contact in the business. So Absolutely. Yeah. They do fantastic well, trips. Best of luck, and Thank I you. and I hope. But of course, I hope that Fast Talk Laboratories, as an organization, uh, doesn't suffer too much from your departure. Right? Uh, yeah. It'll be a, no, I think Rob will, the, will be in good hands. Yeah. Well, we're excited about Rob, but uh, I'll be straight up and I'll say this in front of Chris: it's it's going to hurt the company. We're very sad to see him go. Uh, Chris has been a, a big part of the the soul of this company, and we'll miss him. Uh, but we will soldier on. Sadly, our battle didn't quite make sense in an audio-only recording. Fortunately, we filmed the whole thing, and you can check it out on our website, fasttalklabs.com. Let's just say pedal contraptions were involved, there was a snowstorm, blood may have been spilt, and we still don't know who won. Definitely check this one out if you want to see Chris's racing prowess firsthand. That was another episode of Fast Talk. Subscribe to Fast Talk wherever you prefer to find your favorite podcasts. Be sure to leave us a rating Wait, and a review. The thoughts and opinions expressed on Fast Talk are those of You're the individual. Come on, keep As always, we love your motherfucking feedback. Join the conversation <laughs> at forums.fasttalklabs.com <laughs> to discuss each and every episode. Finally, Become a we see the member of Fast Talk the Laboratories at motherfastdoglabs.com <laughs> slash motherfucking join and become a part of the motherfucking 
the education and coaching motherfucking community for Trevor Carter, Ben Delaney, motherfucking Grant Holicky, motherfucking Robert Pickles. You really have to pay Kelly more Thanks to bleep for listening. all that out. And don't ever expect to hear Chris again. And he literally dropped the mic. Can we do that? Is that okay? We can I don't it. mother care. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And I'm out. <laughs>